Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are, once again, you are tuning into my podcast, The Becca Sweet Show. Happy fall again, and I hope you all are doing well and staying safe. And those of you that have loved ones like myself, um, that was in the state of Florida or the state of South Carolina and wherever else the storm is heading. I hope they're all okay and wonderful and it has passed over or will pass over as I am recording this uh, this podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about Playboy Secrets and When I was at the Playboy Mansion, what I witnessed. Now, there is a lot. Let's see. Because like I say, this is live, but not live. Um, I do have a lot to say. And this may be a part two. Um, With my experience telling you how I felt about... um, the Playboy Mansion and what I liked about it. I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't have any dislikes about it when I was there. Um, I would start off by saying how I ended up there or being there. Um, I was invited by a photographer and the photographer did not go with me. Um, I was with an agency at the time. And I went in for uh, a update shoot on my portfolio. And the photographer, because I was uh, changing into different outfits, um, um, and he said to me that I had the shape and the face that he think, because he said um, Hugh Hefner was looking for more minority, someone that... Uh, because if you honestly um, remember how Playboy was from the time it started until it ended, um, he liked a certain look in women, whether you were white, black, Asian, Indian, so forth. Um, he liked a certain look. And the photographer said that I had a girl next door look. And so I just looked at him and... But I said to him, I'm not taking my clothes off. And he says, no. Um, he said, are you willing to do some lingerie? And I say, well, in Miami, I was a swimsuit model. I'm like, yeah, sure. I've, I've shot lingerie before. But basically at the time, I was doing like a lot of uh, high fashion. So how it uh, how it went on, um, I remember the makeup artist put like this glamour uh, makeup on me. And I had the test shot somewhere uh, on my computer. Um and then uh, I was wearing like white lingerie and I was like, wow. And so he sent the photos in and probably like within a week, um, he gave me a phone call. I forgot all about it. And I never forget I was sitting on my sofa and I was um, at the time, I believe, living on Central Park here in New York City. And he called me and he said, guess what? Playboy wants to see you and I was like oh really he says yeah Hef has a birthday coming up and he's gonna fly you out and with some other girls and I think it's gonna be seven eight of you and he's gonna pick 
four. And hopefully you get picked. And I thought it was great because one one reason is if you had Playboy interested in you, you shot for Playboy, you got through the mansion gates, you were um, either a celebrity or someone very important, uh, someone Hef is highly interested in, or you would just drop dead gorgeous. And I mean, don't take that in the wrong way. But I've never been in a place where they were just beautiful women, gorgeous women. I mean, it's all the same to me. Beautiful, gorgeous, ravishing. You know, it's all the same to me um, in one place. Like, I would look literally around the house, the yard, the pool, you know, the garato, and just beautiful women everywhere. And all of us had the same bodies. Like, because for the bunny suit, you had to be a certain proportion to fit that bunny suit. And so, I know there was a couple of girls saying, I need to lose a little weight. I don't want to get into that right now. I'll probably get into that on another podcast. But you had to be a certain weight to fit that bunny suit. And height, correct me if I'm wrong, but height really didn't matter. Um, I don't think he liked two two tall girls. I think there was one girl there named Monica at the time. And she was so nice. Um and uh she had a beautiful tan and her and i became friends she was a playmate and i forgot what year is it escapes me what year um and she was about 510 i believe but she had heels on maybe she could have been 59 but look 511 but she had heels on and there were some girls that were tall but they wore flats but i don't think any girl was like 6 foot i could be wrong but i don't think so i think he liked you know, short, like five three to like five nine or five ten. That was the cutoff mark because I was five eight. So he said I was perfect um, in height. But when I wore shoes, of course, I was like taller. Um, so not getting into myself, I'll throw that to the side for now. But I want to say this now. I'm not going to get into the Playboy secrets documentary um you need to watch it okay those of you that are listening and thank you and you need to watch the documentary because honestly I don't want to give any spoilers away and I thought about this and I've had a couple of friends uh say are you going to do a podcast on it um they uh say you know some people on social media hey have you seen the documentary well i'll start off here the documentary i don't know if it's running anymore but i um bought it on uh youtube and i was trying to buy it on hulu because i have a subscription with hulu but i don't know i i don't know how to do that but i don't feel like calling customer service so i wanted to see what was all the hype about the wrongs that Playboy has done through the years to young women? And it, the documentary is very interesting because it has from the plate some Playboy models, you know, playmates, some of Hef's um, ex-girlfriends, um, including Holly Madison, um, and and it has um, some some celebrities talking on it um 
and they talk about different celebrities that did wrong to some women. Now, I'm going to name two that, well, one was very shocking to me, and that's Don Cornelius. And if those of you that are listening to me, Don Cornelius, you might say, well, who is that? That was a soul-sharing guy. Now, I don't know how old you are that's listening to this because I get a lot of different age groups, but... And I'm going to keep this clean, okay? Because <laughs> I know I have a lot of 18, you know, well, I, I put my page 18 and up, but usually 21 and up, but um, I'm going to keep it clean. But a lot of you that don't know who Don Cornelius was, he was, he was, excuse me, the founder of Soul Train. He put a lot of black music artists on the map. So... I believe if it wasn't for Soul Train, that was the name of the show. If it wasn't for Don Cornelius, Soul Train, I don't know what what would have happened in that era, in that time for black artists. Um, and so what I heard about him was um, it was a couple of models went missing at the Playboy Mansion. And basically they said that he, you know did some wrong to them and tied them up and I mean basically I don't want to use the word but and that was very shocking I'm like really but then again Don Cornelius died I believe he put a gun in his mouth or to his head either or I'm sorry but I forgot which one but look how I mean he committed suicide they claim I mean that's what they say that's what they said I mean it was in the press that you know he committed suicide so watch you know I mean, yo, I mean, how he lived his life. And then you also have, it's no surprise, um, Bill Cosby. They would say how the way he would come there and he would, you know, give the girls something. And, and everybody knows the story of Bill Cosby. So that wasn't um, surprising to me in the documentary about that. But there were a lot in the documentary that... I'm going to be honest with you, I believe. Um, now, because I'm not going to name her name, but her and I, well, a couple of them, including her, uh, asked me to do a podcast, and I'm going to put it together when I'm ready to really talk about Playboy. Because as you all know, I come from a religious home. Now, I didn't do anything there that I would be embarrassed about. I did not. And I know, like I said before, my mom um, would not come to the phone when I was there. Anytime I went to the Playboy Mansion, she's like, oh, call me when you get back to New York. She would she would just not. But in her mind, I guess she think I was doing some things that I should not be doing, which, well, I never did. Um, but I did witness some things. And basically, it was just women and men having fun. Um, did I witness any orgies? No, I, I did not witness any group you know, together or anything like that, but I saw men and women in the garage or, or, you know, in a room. I mean, because basically, I'm going to be honest with you. If you go in, if you in the house and able to uh, visit in the house, live in the house for quite a while or so, and you open up a room door because a lot of the room doors were unlocked, you were basically see things and you'd be like oh okay but to me people just having fun you know uh they were just um doing what grown folks do 
um, you know, and I pretty much think that everybody that was there was, you know, the girls uh, was of age. And I did a story on Dorothy Tratton, okay, last year. And a lot of you that was uh, in the beginning, that was like one of my stories from in the beginning about Dorothy Tratton. Uh, she was the Playboy Playmate and she was, uh, I believe, 1989. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, 1979. <laughs> no, she died, she died in 1980, not 1980, not 1990. Um, 1979, she made Playmate of the Year, and it was going to, I mean, Dorothy Stratton should have been, like, a huge, huge star, but her light, um, dimmed her, uh, soon-to-be ex-husband, Paul Snyder, as I mentioned the story on my podcast here, um, uh, shot her in the face, murdered her. He was jealous, and you know, basically, she was leaving him for uh, uh, Playboy's. I believe he was a photographer. I I know the story; it's all the way back in my podcast. But he was also, um, uh, no, I'm sorry, he was a filmmaker and uh, a director. And uh, Peter von, P- sorry, Peter von Donovich and um dorothy they said that she fell in love with peter um and she because basically her ex-husband paul was um a manipulator a scumbag and he was already uh cheating with her every time he went to the playboy mansion and you know they let him in because dorothy was the golden star there you know um she was just breathtaking and nice and her personality and everything about her. And so, of course, you know, if you say like Kendra Wilkinson, um, her mother, you know, they let her mother and grandmother in. I mean, Playboy was like a family, you know, and I remember uh, my invitation that I got in the mail and it was from Hef and his brother Keith because I was friends with his brother Keith and um I think Keith died a year or maybe a, a few years before Hef, but I believe I think they died a year apart um somewhere in there but um I remember um I got an invitation and that invitation was that you could come any time you want and I will call them up and say hey I want to come and then they'll put me on the plane and they're like you could come any time and it was a little um it looked like a uh, like a wedding invitation and so it was like your, um, your, they call it not a golden ticket, but they call it like a tie bond ticket. And, you know, you get that. And it had my name on it. And, um, so you can come anytime you want. Now, basically you probably saying, well, Becca, oh, how did you get all this? Those of you that getting to know me? Well, of course I made playmate, but I ended up not doing it because I said, well, my mom and my dad don't want me to do it. And, you know, people ask me, oh, you're stupid. Like, why you didn't do it? Well, first of all, I have respect for my family. And I just felt like I just was not ready at the time. Now, um, some of you might say, well, that was your big shot. People don't know. And this is something that was in the documentary and that I think those of you that know me personally know. When you make Playmate, okay, you don't get the $15,000 up front, 
Okay, this is something because I got close to some of the girls in the house. And when I was trying to decide if I want to do it or not, because I was asked that question every morning that I got up. And even his brother Keith will ask me or text me, are you going to do it? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still thinking. But people don't realize that you don't get the $15,000 up front when you shoot for Playboy. You don't get it up front. You get it in like threes. And basically, I think the first one is like two or $3,000. And you basically are tied to a contract. Which, well, I found out they don't give you, you, you don't get a copy of it, but it's something you sign. And um, you uh, basically um, put it this way. You, I remember I was told I had to work for Playboy for five years. And, from, and, and I was, in a way, I was kind of lucky, or if you want to say blessed, because Hef would pay me really good just to come to the parties or do things in New York. He would send people to New York, like models and different people. They would come, like he wouldn't come, but they would come and I would represent Playboy. And and I and honestly I had I didn't sign anything with him. There were there were none of my uh signature on paper anywhere. He trusted me. He told me he trusted me. And he was a good man to me. Now I didn't now I didn't see him um use the word R to any girl. I didn't see that. I didn't I didn't I didn't see him yell. I didn't see him anything like that. Did I visit his bedroom? Yes. Did I stay? No. I just looked around and I left. And he and I mean he had uh papers in different magazines all over the bed. I remember he had like candy wrappers on the side of the bed. Um yeah, just like, I mean, his bedroom was not neat and tidy, if you ask me. But, you know, Hef stayed busy. He was a busy man. So, I would say this. People, you have to watch a documentary. But, people are coming out now about him. And I can understand when he was alive why why people would not even way back these girls that was done wrong in the um the fifties the sixties up until his death. I can understand why these girls would not wanna come forth, but you know holly did uh Ho- Holly Madison came forth um you know later on. And I would say this, I believe those girls, to be honest with you, because if if you ask me, Beckel, why do you believe them? Well, I believe them because I'm a woman myself and I have not gotten things because I didn't put out. I did not end up sleeping with that individual. And if you didn't sleep with that person, whether it's a record deal, a movie deal, you don't know how many times I didn't get something because I did not sleep with that person. I didn't put out. So, yes, I can see it. I mean, I basically can see it. And I would say this. Hugh Hefner liked Caucasian girls. Okay, everybody knows that he liked blonde, 
Yes, a couple of brunettes, but he loved blonde girls. He mostly had a thing for blue eyes. Okay, mostly everybody knows that. But that was his thing. And I'm going to be honest with you. How I really got to know him and like him. When I first, when he first invited me out in Playboy. And when I remember he came down the stairs for breakfast. And he was over in the corner doing something. And I asked... I don't know if it was security or a butler, and I said, "Can I? Can I, Is there any way I can talk to Mr. Hef? Could we call him Hef instead of Hefner? Can I talk to Mr. Hef for a second? He said, "Sure. Come on. Come on. Come on. What's your name?" I said, "Rebecca." So he's like, and he's like, "Yes, Rebecca. Yes, yes." I said, "Look," and I think some of the girls heard me, and they liked me after this. I said, "I said." do I have to sleep with you to be in a magazine? I mean, he's like, no, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. He said, I want you to be comfortable. I want you to be. And then I was like, really? I said, because one of my friends, you know, I'm from Florida, but I live in New York right now. One of my friends, her dad said that you, any, any girl that's in a magazine or any girl that does anything with Playboy, especially the Playmates or Playmate of the Year, they have to sleep with you. Well, I already knew, boy, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I already knew I'm not going to make Playmate of the Year. I mean, I've had certain bunnies tell me, you, you just, you, you just, in, in secrecy, I um, told a couple of bunnies uh about this and they said you automatically just ask yourself for being playmate of the year they're like you can make playmate i mean but there is no simple way that you know you're you're gonna be a playmate of the year now and i had a feeling that he still were gonna pick me in that moment maybe because i was the only black girl there i mean he said i look uh i'm black but i look like i have something in my air meaning i look mixed um but and he loved my hair he said i have very beautiful hair but honestly um it's like i was not because i i believe in stepping stone okay let's we're in the house that's me i'm in the house um, you know, I'm getting to meet people. Th- there's going to be a party going on later that night. Let me see what's going on. If I don't like it, then I'm back on the plane to New York. I mean, that's basically what I was, you know, basically off of. I didn't really have any expectations. Okay. And I was like, yes, it would be nice to have my name called, which, well, when you make Playmate, you get a nice piece of jewelry, a nice necklace, which I got. But and and that didn't happen that night. It happened over the course of three days of being there. Because I think I would flew out. I They come in that Thursday and then we left that Sunday. But I ended up staying a week or so uh, uh, later. Um, so from there I said to myself, wow, you know what? Hugh Hefner is a really, really good man. He really is. But watch the documentary because it's shocking because he they claim that he said that to other playmates and um he ended up disrespecting them. So I mean, but like I said, maybe he was like, Okay, good. Rebecca, Rebecca doesn't want to be playmate. Okay, good. Maybe I don't I don't have to like force her I don't have to but honestly I'm not gonna say that because again I am not white okay so maybe if I was white maybe it would be different why I have to so again I can't honestly say that 
he would have made me, you know, I don't know. Okay. You let me know your thoughts, you know, but, um, and I, and I would say this, that when I was there, there were girls that were desperate. Okay. I'm just going to say it. They were desperate to get close to half. Um, even girls that were invited to the mansion, um, when he had the midnight summer dream, when he had, um, the parties, um, cause I, when I was there, I was basically, I believe I counted on my hand. I could, I could have went anytime I wanted to. Um, cause like I said, I was really, really, um, good friends with Keith and Keith was different. He was the opposite from half. Keith liked it girls that were let's just say not white he liked it you know oriental because he ended up marrying oriental but he liked oriental girls and he liked um you know black girls or spanish girls and he used to tease me he used to say well i'm the opposite he said i i'm different from my brother i like flavor and i and i laugh you know um but he was a very nice guy but um uh, and I didn't know Hef had a brother. I'm like, oh, when he came over and talked to me, and he's like, well, who are you? And I was like, I'm Becca, Rebecca. And he's like, oh. Um, but getting back to what I was saying, um, that there were girls there that were desperate, and desperate to be in his eye, putting putting themselves in front of him. Um, and and I'm not saying that 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 is wrong or they should not. Because who doesn't want to be first, right? I mean, who doesn't want to be VIP? I mean, yes, if you got close to uh, uh, Mr. Hefner or uh, his brother or his daughter or anyone in the family, yeah, you were, I would say, honestly, top priority. And me, I didn't, I didn't really look at race when I was there because they treated me with respect. Him and his brother, I mean... They treated me with respect. They did not disrespect me in any kind of way. Now, I would say this. I knew to keep my, keep my mouth shut, okay? When Because when I walked around the mansion, not his employees, they, it wasn't them. Um, it was basically the ball players, some celebrities. They will grope us girls, basically. And I am not going to name names. But, and, 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 and do you... Would you ask yourself if that's wrong? Of course it's wrong. It's wrong. But you have to Playboy Mansion. You know what I mean? So I would say this to girls that at that time I was, um, you know, in my, uh, I would say, early 20s. But I I would say this. When you go into a field like that, the industry okay and 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 some people say okay playboy is porn i mean basically porn to me is you 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 know what it is but most people would say that because women take their clothes off okay i mean just us women taking our clothes off but i never put it in that category but some people put it in that category so you know it's like you walking into a swingers club what are you going to do i mean are you just gonna, um, you know, um, just not? Yeah, you're gonna participate. You're gonna, you're gonna do things. Now, do you have to? No, you don't have to. But what I'm trying to get at here is that when you are in a place like 
the Playboy Mansion. People call it the Disneyland of the S word, okay? The Disneyland of nakedness, or, you know, if that's a word, okay? But um, it, you, you're walking into a field of that, a house of that, okay? So it's not like you're at school, Okay, or you're at some community center or you're at a pool party. Okay, well, no one takes their clothes off, but uh, the pool party people, you know, as girls are in skippy bikinis, guys are in shorts or, you know, speedos or whatever you want to call them, what you guys wear. But yeah, us girls in swimsuits or bikinis. Okay, Playboy Mansion was like that, but there were some girls walking around naked. I mean, hey, it's a Playboy Mansion. Who said you can't? That's why he had to sign Playmates at Play, okay? So, be careful, Playmates at Play, <laughs> you know? I, I the, Me, the girl is naked, but she has a beautiful body. Am I gay? No. But I do, when there's a woman beautiful, hey, she's beautiful, okay? So, you know, and there's beautiful guys there as well. But I'm a woman. I, I have a body. I'm naked. You know, I mean, I get naked. I mean, I was never naked at the mansion. I mean, um, did I ever take my top off? I don't remember. I, I don't remember because I, I just didn't want anyone thinking, no, not that I was easy. It's just that I believe and I didn't want my parents to get the wrong idea of me being there. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, but there were girls there that I know they would have did anything to get up to Hef's room. They would have did anything. And then you want to do it and then you want to complain about it later. And I would say this. Any of those girls, whether they're in a documentary, serious, or they're talking about it now, you could have left the Playboy Mansion any time you wanted, okay? Yes, he had a curfew. I remember one time where... Us girls, I came one time and um, I was uh, with a couple of playmates and uh, even forgot their names. I mean, one name, her name was Courtney. Her and I were very close. And then another girl, Renee, um, and we came in at 1030 at night and he he didn't get angry, but he was like, Rebecca, Renee. And uh, the other girl, and there was another girl too. And he's like, what are you girls doing? And, and we just laugh. And I just went upstairs and we went to bed. I mean, because I shared a room with one other girl. And so, I mean, basically, I believe he wanted everyone in the house. Because he counted and he wanted everyone to be safe. I basically, because if you think about it, there was one girl I would say, and I forgot her name. Her name escapes me, but I remember um, we had a he. Well, he had a party, um, and it wasn't like a real, real big party, but it was it was someone's birthday. I don't know if it was Mary the secretary. But it was someone's birthday. I don't think it was her, but it was. I can't remember. Um, it was someone's birthday, and. Um, he he threw a big party and some celebrities showed up, ball players, and it was a midnight summer dream and the other party he had. So it was a party. Um and it wasn't his birthday. And uh I remember um one girl left the premises. Okay. We I call it premises instead of left the house or the party. And he came up 
to our rooms. And I'm not going to lie. And I remember her talking. He was a ball player, the guy. And I remember her talking to him. And I knew that she was going to go off with him. I knew she was going to leave the mansion that night. I just felt it. And I confronted her. And I forgot her name. I don't remember her name. And I said to her, don't tell me. Just take his number and, you know, meet him meet him up tomorrow and just tell Hef, you know, you, you, you're going to go out and you're going to come back. He would let us do that. Because sometimes I go and I get my hair washed or because he took me. Well, he didn't take me himself. But, you know, long story short, in the beginning, that's how I got the highlights. He the one that, you know, did that. Um, took, he had someone take me to a salon, um, when he picked me out to be playmate. But anyways, besides that point, so I said to her, I said, he'll let you leave the property. He'll let you leave and you could come back, you know, just be back like by nine or even 10. So he let you slide to 10 and she didn't want to do that. She, I knew she took off with him. And so I, we, girl, come in, knock on my room door with the other girl, and she's like, she's not here. She went with that guy, and we were like, ooh. So, next thing I know, knock, knock, and I'm like with the other girl, and he's like, I've got her name. It, it, the girl name escapes me. The one that left the property didn't come back, and he's like, where does she go? Do you girls know? So, we're looking at each other, and, and we're just like, um... And I told him, I said, I think she left with that guy. And he's like, who? I I don't even know. Some ball player, somebody. Ball players say all the time. I I had some that would just chase after me at the mansion. Hey, hey. You know, and I'm like, no, no, thank you. But, um, uh, yeah, celebrities too. Like, who who wouldn't want to date a bunny? You know what I mean? Um. But, uh, so, oh, he said to us, I remember just as sure as day, like it was yesterday, he said, she's not welcome back in this house. He said, without my permission. And he was, he wasn't angry, but he was upset. He was mad. And I think a lot of people or women would say, oh, well, he thinks that she's his property. No, I don't think so. I remember because... You know, he liked me because he said he could trust me. And I remember he said to me when he walked off, he said, I hope. Now, this is what he said to me. He said, and God rest his soul, but he said, I hope, I hope she's okay. He said, I hope anything didn't happen to her. Because he said, I'm so tired of you girls just getting out of the line and things happening to you. And then here come the media, everybody, media and everybody want to blame me. I remember he said that to me. He looked me straight in the eyes and said that. And he walked off. And he went somewhere, I believe, in his room or whatever. He went down the hall. Now, cameras. I want to say that. And by the way, the girl did come back. She came back, and all I know, he told her to leave. Like, she came back, and next thing, she didn't share a room with me. But the other girls told me she was gone. And I was like, wow. So, anyways, the cameras. There was cameras all over the mansion. They said there were cameras in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Um, who doesn't do their business in the bathroom? Okay, everybody does. We're human. So I remember um, I was like, so you mean to tell me they look at us, the security? They're like, yeah, you know, we're taking a shower. Every, every There was cameras all over the bathroom. Now, 
They said that he did drugs. Well, honestly, I didn't see any drugs when I was there. He told me and other girls, no drugs allowed on the premises. That's what he said. When he had parties, if he smelled pot, he would get upset. Not, I never heard him yell. I never seen him yell. But he said no drugs. He said if you want to do pot, you have to leave the premises. Go off. And he means get off his grass. Go go off the property and, and do pot. Because I know for a fact, I remember there were a couple of ball players and golf players. And they were like, oh, yeah, man, I got some da-da-da. But not cocaine. It was like, you know, um you know, uh, the, the grunge, okay, um, I remember them saying, I got some good, you know, grunge, and, uh, half like, we can't do it here in the house, or in, in the backyard on the property, and they're like, okay, we'll be back, and they left out the gates, they went all the way down the hill, out the gates, and they left, and they came back, and they did smell a little bit like pot, of the grunge, so that there, I, you know, just, you know, believe. And so, but the cameras, yeah, there was a big camera. You roll up, roll up at the gate. There were cameras in the backyard. There, there were, I mean, there were cameras. And let me tell you something. He let it be known. There were cameras everywhere. There was a room where you had all the security people looking at the cameras. There, there, you, you could not do anything there and not get caught. There was one girl that was caught with cocaine and, um, they told her to leave. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, basically, everywhere. It was just everywhere. And I would say this. You have girls in the industry that would do anything for fame, okay? So, it it is not, not, it is known for that, okay? You have girls, and, and, and you know, the Me Too movement, I, I, I love the Me Too movement because girls are like, we shouldn't have to be forced to do this to get this position. Um, I'm all for it, you know, because I am a woman myself. And yes, I've been, oh, if you do this, you get this. I'm like, no, 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 no. But I would say this, don't do it and then you want to holler and scream about it or cry about it later. Just just know that if you can't handle it and you know it's wrong and it's gross and it's not right, don't do it. Okay, so you don't get the part. You don't, you don't, it, it was like one lady said in a documentary, she didn't do a certain thing so she didn't get Playmate of the Year. She And it went to someone else. Of course it did. Of course it did. I mean, he wanted you, Hef. Hef wanted you, and you didn't, whatever. So he gave it to someone else. And, you know, just give you a little spoiler info on it. And she said, I just moved on from there. And he, he didn't, I, I, knew, I knew, and he picked someone else. And she's like, and he picked the other girl over me. I didn't know that there was someone second in the running. And then they say when it comes to Playmate of the Year, you know, Hef always says, well, I let the men readers, or if he had women readers as well, the, the subscribers, basically. I let the su- subscribers or the fans pick. No, no, no. He has a lot to do with play, 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 uh, sorry, Playmate of the Year. He has a lot to do with that. I heard him say it himself. He has a lot to do with that. But I guess he just... I'm not, I'm not saying that the fans and the subscribers, the men... You know, I'm not saying that they don't have um, a right to it, but basically, have he's he's the last say so. 
okay i mean basically and um before i'm out of here like i say it might be a part two um playboy it came out in the early 50s and marilyn monroe was basically the um first person on the issue and they thought that the magazine was just not going to be a second issue um and it, and it sold I believe over 50,000 copies his first issue and then by the 70s they had over 77 million um I, I don't know sold or subscribers it was either or but it was a lot and I just remembered like in the 90s when I was a baby how Playboy was just Playboy it was like an icon because you had Pamela Anderson, you had Jenny McCarthy, you had Anna Nicole Smith, you had all these beautiful women, and you're just like, wow, amazing, I want to do that, like, you know, Holly Madison, and let me say this, um, the Quaaludes, okay, now, when I was there, like I said, I didn't see any drugs, they claimed that he did drugs, Hugh Hefner. Well, I didn't see any drugs. I was not offered any drugs. Like I say, he said drugs off the premises. I was sick one time, and it was because I had cramps. And I remember I was getting painted for one of his parties. I believe his birthday, I was getting painted for something. And my stomach was hurting. And he gave me, it was a red pill. And he said that this is going to, you know, m- m- make, it's going to, totally have everything stop hurting I remember I went to sleep <laughs> and maybe for like an hour or two and I woke up and it was just girls around me and most of them was painted and and I just woke up and no no one didn't touch me I didn't feel out of the ordinary my body or anything like that and he was nowhere around and I said oh where's where's Hef and I remember they put a blanket over me and it was in the theater you know where they watched the movies and um, they said, oh, um, he's somewhere upstairs, probably in the kitchen or somewhere. And I was like, oh, okay. And so, um, yeah, and I felt great. And then, that, and then so they said that, you know, his party started at a certain time. And, um, yeah, I mean, and the day and tonight went on. And I felt great. And, yeah, and I was... Uh, I remember it, it was a great, it was a great, um, party, and there was times where he, um, made me feel comfortable, I remember when I first there, I was like, maybe the only woman that was black, if you would say of color, and he said to me, I have someone coming either later today or tomorrow, um, so you could feel more comfortable, and the next thing I know, he had, like, two playmates and I believe they were from the 90s um and I called them my soul sisters because we had a great time um they made me feel at home they told me a lot about playboy they really showed me around besides us taking a tour that day um and they were they were really nice and I remember Holly was at one of the parties her and Kendra they came I don't think Bridget was there that was his girlfriends from the tv show and I can honestly say at that time Holly was not friendly because she's not a a people person. Like everybody said that about her. Like everybody knows that about her. But Kendra, I have a picture with her. She took a picture with me. Kendra's very nice. And I think her husband-to-be, Hank, was there. Because I don't think they were married at the time. But he was with her. 
And I think it was one of his birthday parties. So it could have been um, some holiday party. It wasn't Christmas. I know that for sure. Um, and I ended up staying at uh, the Roosevelt. Because he was, it was like mad busy there at the mansion. Like it was crazy busy. And uh, they told me that um, it was like booked. And so he's like, sometimes he puts you at the Beverly Hilton. Uh, I'm sorry, the Beverly Hills Hotel. Or he puts you at the Roosevelt. And I was at the Roosevelt. Um, and I remember just Holly, she just didn't look, when she was around him, she did look uncomfortable, you know, at that time. Because her book was not out. And I can honestly say that before I'm out of here, that, um, you know, it's a lot to cover for 40-something into an hour minutes, okay? Like I said, it might be a part two. Um, but this is to get it warmed up here, get it rolling, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, get it get it going. Um, hope you are in, enjoying it. But I would, I would say this, that there, if I was one of his girlfriends, you know, I would say if I was white, you know, and one of his girlfriends, I'm, it's possible, maybe sure, that, um, I would probably see things that I wouldn't like. And maybe he would start treating me a certain way because he's used to me or he's just that way. Um, but like I said, when I was there, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. I didn't see anything where I didn't like it. And let me go back to this before I'm out of here. Like I said, when I walked around, there were certain men that would just touch my bottom. Some of them would try to touch my boob. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was not mean. I did not look at them like, oh, hey, if you don't cut that out, I'm going to hit you. Because, I mean, you're at Playboy. You know, you, you, you're, you're a fine woman. You know what I mean? It's like... At the same time, it's like, hey, thank you for the compliment, but hey, you're overstepping it. But what I'm going to do, run to Mr. Hefner and say, hey, so-and-so just just touched my boob. Can you tell him to stop? I remember there was this one incident where there was a famous, I'm not going to name her name, there was a famous uh, woman that wanted to sleep with me. And I'm not, and, and you, everybody, you all know who she is, if, that's, if I said her name. And I remember I went to Mr. Hefner. He's sitting there with a bunch of guys, and I said, oh, my God, so-and-so wants to sleep with me. And he goes, oh, and? <laughs> He's like, if you want to do it, go do it. <laughs> He's like, uh? And he just laughed at it. Like, isn't that what people do? <laughs> you know, and I was like, and, and she went far as to wanting to um, give me, like, I mean, big money just to sleep with her. I remember mean, when she was in New York, she called me up and, and I was just like, no, no, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm only into men, but hey, if you into women, that's your thing. But, and she's like, no, I, I like men and women and I'm not going to say who she is. And she begged me not to ever say anything. And I said, I promise you I won't because now she's even a bigger star. At that time, she was a star, but now she's even bigger. She's even huge. Some people probably be surprised if she does go with women. But like they say, Hollywood is 85% gay. I mean, 80 or 85% bisexual. So what? who who to say? Okay. 
Um, but it, hey, that's what they want to do. That's what that's that's their thing, you know. Um, but yeah. So, like I said before, you know, women that were done wrong at Playboy, they said, if if I try to go to have secretary, I try to go to him, I try to go to anybody, I would get in trouble because he would be like, what are you doing? You know, you, you can't, you can't do that, you know? So basically, I want to say this before I end this right here on this part of the podcast. It's like, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Don't put yourself in a position like me. I was never alone. I was in my room a lot of times. And basically, I I would say no one ever messed with me in a way that I wanted to go home. But when I went home, I had enough. Meaning that I had such a fun time that I knew I would be back. But I had a fun time. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm... I'm I'm basically out of here, y'all, and I'll see you again. You know what I mean? And that kind of way, not in a bad way. So thank you all again for tuning into my podcast. Um, it was great <laughs> uh, for this uh, episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And thank you again for the likes, the following, the shares, the views, the comments. You all are great and you're wonderful and you are loved and special in every way. And thank you again. Take care. God bless you. And until next time, I will see you here. And tune in because this may be a part two. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it. Stay blessed. God bless you and take care. So long.